Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Revelation 19. Let's go back to where we started in the book of Revelation. The first five words of the book are the revelation of Jesus Christ. It goes on to say, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. So we've talked a lot in the book talks a lot about the things that will take place. And this is probably where a lot of the the debate or the confusion can come into studying a book like Revelation that does have its uh, um, difficult aspects for us to understand. But let's not forget those first five words, the revelation of Jesus Christ. This book is here to show us more about who Jesus is is. And we cannot miss that as we come close now to wrapping up our our study through Revelation and through the whole New Testament. Of course, we shouldn't pit these things against each other as if, well, uh, trying to figure out these events that are going to happen and what these texts mean, that doesn't matter as long as I walk away with a higher view of Jesus. Uh, No, that's not what we're saying. But What I am saying is if we walk away from Revelation without a higher view of Jesus, we've missed the point of the book and we've missed the forest for the trees. And we reach an incredibly important and climactic moment today in Revelation 19 as we will see finally heaven is opened and Jesus Christ comes riding on a white horse. This is a great moment. This is a revelation of Christ. Now we've seen Christ in heaven. We we saw the lamb and worthy is the lamb who is slain in heaven, but now Christ is revealed returning to earth. And what a moment it is. And it's a moment for us to stop and say, is this the one I love? Is this the one I, I fear? Is this the one I worship? This is Jesus. He is my life, and he is the one that I am waiting for. So that's really the climax of Revelation 19. But earlier on in the chapter, we're still dealing some with the fall of Babylon the Great that we've been talking about for the last couple of chapters. And we saw a lot of mourning from a worldly perspective uh, that happens at the fall of Babylon. But today we actually see at the fall of Babylon, there's a lot of rejoicing from a heavenly perspective. There's this loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, verse one, hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God for his judgments are true and just for he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more, they cried out, hallelujah, the smoke from her goes up forever and ever. Uh, they don't write worship songs quite like that these days. The smoke goes up from her forever and ever. There is rejoicing at the judgment of God. The judgment of God is called true and just here. 
And we've talked recently about how we shouldn't necessarily blush at the uh, the judgment that God will bring. Obviously, there's a sense of, of trembling that should come in light of the judgment that God will bring, but we should not feel like we have to apologize for God or uh, try to explain God and justify God in his judgments. No, when these judgments come, the heavenly multitude will be saying that they are true and just, and they will sing hallelujah. And then the 24 elders and the four living creatures, they fall down and worship God saying, amen and hallelujah. And from the throne comes a voice saying, praise our God, all you, his servants, you who fear him, small and great. So now in contrast to the judgment of the prostitute, there is something else that comes in in verse six. There is another sound that goes out another cry that says, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And I think when we think about the bride of Christ, we... Uh, have a connection in our mind to Ephesians 5 and the church. That there is, in contrast to this judgment of the prostitute, there is a celebration, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, the marriage supper in the, the culture back then would have been this long celebration of the marriage. And here we see the Lamb and his bride, and his bride is clothed in fine linen, bright and pure. So notice that contrast here, uh, because there's really two things that I want you to think about most today with Revelation 19. The first is, has your view of Jesus been heightened by the study of Revelation? And if, you've get, if you get lost in, in just some of the details without keeping an eye on the one that all these details are pointing us to, we're missing it. And Revelation 19 is a good spot for us to, to come back to the one who this book is all about. The other question that I want us to, to think about in response to Revelation 19 is really this. Are you with the prostitute or are you the bride? And that's where when we look at this chapter, it's obvious. Well, I want to be the bride. I don't want to be judged with the prostitute. I want to be the bride of Christ and enjoy the marriage supper here. Well, that is going to ultimately not be a choice that you think about, well, what do I want to be then? That's a choice that affects your life today. Are you giving into the ways of this world or are you living in a way that is bright and pure, like the bride of Christ should. Let's think about those two things a little deeper now. One, is your view of Christ heightened? I want us to go back to Revelation 1, and I'm going to read some things there, and then we're going to come back to Revelation 19 and read the description of Jesus here. Uh, in Revelation 1, when John hears the voice, it says he turned and he saw the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. 
His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. And now in Revelation 19, we see Jesus revealed in verse 11, Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire. And on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Are you ready to meet this Jesus? Is this the Jesus that you are following? I mean, I think of things we already saw in chapter 19. Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. Hallelujah for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him glory. In response to this, there should be worship, there should be humility, there should be fear, there should be affection. All of this is going to be determined by our view of Christ. Our view of Christ will be the most important thing that determines so much about us. Our our view in trials, the purity of our lives, our thoughts about the church, our thoughts about the gospel will all be affected by our view of Christ. Do you believe in Jesus as he is displayed here in Revelation 19 and throughout the book of Revelation? And then the second question we wanted to talk about was, are you the prostitute and judged with her or are you the bride? And we look at this and we know what the right answer should be. But the thing is, you're going to be tempted today. You're going to be tempted to to walk according to the ways of the world. But Christ is calling you, be holy for I am holy. Now, obviously, we do not make ourselves holy. We do not earn our place in the church, the bride of Christ. That is a gift of God's grace to us. But we see all throughout the New Testament that call to be holy. And we see, and we've talked about some of these verses, I think of Second Peter 3, what kind of people should we be in righteousness and holiness? We've talked recently about First John, oh, everyone who has this hope purifies himself. The thought of Jesus riding in on the white horse should cause all of us to purify ourselves, that, that we want to be... Uh, Matching this description of the bride of Christ, bright and pure. And that should be real motivation in your fight against temptation today. Because our eyes are on the future. Our eyes aren't really even just on future events, but our eyes are on Christ. And we are awaiting his return. So everyone who has that hope, we, we purify ourselves as he is pure. Because when we see him, we will be like him. It's so important that we leave Revelation with a higher view of Christ. It's not just something that will affect our minds. It's something that will affect our hearts. It's something that will affect every aspect 
of our lives. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.